We get back on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We talk more training camp and preseason news for the Arizona Coyotes. They got a pair of new development coaches. What does that mean for some of the young guys for Arizona? Plus, we're going to take a look, too, at Victor Soderstrom and what went on with him with the latest roster news. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We got a great show for you guys today. We are talking some you know, more training camp news, preseason news for the Arizona Coyotes. They got a pair of new development coaches, Carl. Um, and, uh, it was just announced on, uh, Monday afternoon where they got, yeah, new development coaches. So it doesn't really affect the, um, you know, the, the game, but you know, it does make a difference, you know, the fact that they got a new pair of, cause development, right. That's what the coyotes yeah. are focusing on. Yeah. I mean, especially right now, like these are probably some of the most important coaching hires that the coyotes can make. Like this, these are going to be the coaches who deal with the, like, I don't think they can deal too much with Logan Cooley, but, uh, uh, definitely with Dylan Gunther when he gets, you know, reassigned Connor geeky, like these are the guys who are going to be putting in all that unseen work that takes a player from prospect to NHL player. Absolutely. So it's the, so, so the two coaches that were hired were Curtis Foster uh, and Jeff Shantz, um, and these are players, uh, these are coaches that are going to be work, working under um, the director of player development, which is uh, Lee Stepniak. So, um, and yeah, look, pretty much what you said, these are the players that are going to be pretty much kind of just like, you know, making sure that the guys, you know, who get sent else, you know, prospects kind of develop in the way that they're hoping. Yeah, and these are guys who have experience dealing with younger players. Uh, I'm seeing that Foster was the uh, Oshawa Generals uh, part of the coaching staff, um, and the other player, Chance, uh, looks like he has spent some time with the Canadian Sport School Hockey League's Edge School Under-15 prep team. Like, yeah, that is definitely something that the coyotes need they need a coach who can talk to the younger players like speak to them on their language because you know every new generation of hockey player like you need to be able to connect with them in a way that you didn't necessarily connect with a player of the previous generation the same way absolutely and i think that's and I, and I think i that's one of the reasons i really like what the coyotes are doing and kind of like this direction right and they're focusing on the young players as much as they can i'm like yeah you can go ahead and you know hire a coach um and focus on coaches who will help the veterans but what's that really gonna 
accomplish when you know a good 75 percent of your team are under the age of 25 yeah and i mean it should definitely be noted that the coyotes you know started this from the top andre torini is a former juniors coach he's never coached in the nhl before but he has experience with uh, the kind of players that Bill Armstrong is going to be drafting. Uh, we saw that earlier when we discussed, um, you know, like Connor Geeky going back to juniors and making sure that he's getting that experience and why you know, that was such a big thing for Dylan Gunther the year prior. Like the Coyotes seem to understand that development is going to be key, which it's, it's great to see them kind of go into this mindset and kind of put forth that. And kind of put that out there, both that they're doing it and they're making sure that fans are aware of what they're doing. Yeah, too, and and I think that's the good, you know that's the really important thing, and it's awesome to see it. Um, it's awesome to see them focusing the young guys, and it's you know makes makes me hope that the future of the Coyotes is in good hands, right? That yeah. they're focusing on the fact that they want this team to be in good hands come like 2025 when a lot of these prospects are ready to emerge and help the Coyotes emerge from their rebuild. Absolutely. Like there is like a lot that goes into becoming a full-time NHL player. Very rarely do you see players make the the jump right away. Um, you know, sure. We saw that with JJ Mosier last season, but he was drafted like as an overager. Uh you know, Logan Cooley and Connor Geeky and Maverick Lamaru, like these guys are going to need time. Like even Dylan Gunther is going to have like another year where he's going to be talking to these guys to like continue that development, continue to grow the right way. So, you know, when they're ready to play in the league, they're completely prepared and a lot goes into it. It, it takes a lot to prepare someone to be a hockey player, both physically and mentally. Yeah, and not only that, prepare someone for the National Hockey League, the premier hockey league in all of the in the entire world, right? Yeah, like yeah. Every, like the best hockey players in the world want to come play here in North America for the in the NHL. Yeah, definitely, it is the highest level of competition. You need to be ready for that in every single way, and you know it's great that the Coyotes know that they need to be there to help those guys do it every step of the way. You know, I'm sure that that has been, you know, an area that the Coyotes focused on in the past, but development and drafting were two very big weaknesses for the Coyotes in the past. Uh, You know, it's still early, but it seems like that's not going to be the case, hopefully. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, there's still a lot of questions surrounding the tenure of Bill Armstrong. We still have a lot of you know, a lot of unknowns of what he really wants this team to be in, you know, two, three years from now. Like, yeah, like, I mean, obviously he wants it to be a physical team, but do does he really want that? Or is it kind of just like maybe just like smoke and mirrors? Because like maybe these maybe he wants these just because like, you know, some skill that these players have or or that and they just happen to be these bigger guys. Um, who knows? Yeah. Or, or maybe he values like the tradeability of a prospect like that, of a physical player. So like when the Coyotes are in a different position a couple of years from now, like they can maybe make those moves because you know prospects they can play in your system, of course, but you could also 
use them to acquire players. Like mm-hmm. it's very useful to have your prospects be taken care of properly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we've seen stories of players, you know, of prospects who, you know, when it comes time for the, when, you know, for them to end up, you know, needing to sign their contract, they're like, hmm, no, I don't want yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, a bad experience in kind of any stage of the development is just going to really affect, you know, so much of what a player can be. Uh, it, it kind of makes me worried because the Coyotes have had some prospects where you're just like, oh man, you just you have everything up against you. And you know, thinking about like Timmons' injury history, um, the fact that uh, I was just looking at Barrett Hayton earlier, like the fact they got hurt in preseason last year when he's finally able to be like in the NHL uh, full time, like those kind of moments, you're just like, oh, that can go one of two ways, and the Coyotes are at least like stacking the deck to be like it's going to go in the way we want it to go. Absolutely, absolutely, and they have ba- and they seem they have backup plans ready too. <laughs> with how yeah. much they're doing on, I mean, they still got to work on some on some defensive on, or position groups. Obviously, they kind of defense was one of them, but but they still got to work on some position groups. But and goaltending, yeah, and goaltending, yeah. But uh, it seems that they're definitely working in the right in the right direction. I won't say making all the right moves, but they're working. They're going towards the right direction. Yeah, it at least looks good from the outside. Like we're not going to know if these were the right moves until like five years from now. Exactly, because yeah, by that point, because you know that's when everyone's emerging. Yeah, only time will tell. Anyways, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. We're going to talk about one of the prospects, uh, a defensive prospect, who uh, just got sent back down to Tucson. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, we're going to get a quick word from Carl. So I have to say, if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you're really depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? They still have the utterly delicious and indulgent cookie dough it is so good it's covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right built has done it again let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor because it's one of my favorite flavors the cookie dough chunk puff it's a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate the real cookie dough you could taste it it feels good to bite into it's just delicious um, and they only have 160 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein. Um, so what I want you to do is go to built.com and you could use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked on 15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's continue this episode of locked on coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock. As we talk some prospect news for the Arizona Coyotes, uh, a lot of regarding a specific prospect that a lot of you guys tend to have questions about, and a lot of you that just not towards us, but to the Coyotes community in general, is uh, Victor Soderstrom. Carl um, has gotten sent down. He is definitely one of those players where I, I don't think the Coyotes like. I don't think anyone really has a good sense of where to place him. Um, and yeah, uh, I saw one person who was very disappointed in this, 
the fact that we have been talking about the Coyotes blue line this entire pre or like you know, preseason and during the off season, just being so full of people, I was not at all surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it was interesting. I mean, is to see that obviously everyone really wants Soderstrom to develop. Everyone wants to say, Oh, you know, Soderstrom is going to be one of the next good defensemen. He's going to be this, he's going to be that he's, you know, why don't, why haven't we seen them yet? They're like, and I think that's why there's a lot of like, Oh shit, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do definitely think that there is some impatience around Victor Soderstrom. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's earned. He's still like only 21 years old. Um, he is like, you know, still very young, like much younger than we would expect him to be. Um, Unfortunately, you know, COVID-19 and just Mm -hmm. everything has messed with his development. So that hasn't been fun to watch from the outset. Yeah, but I will say, you know, I do think, you know, even though the Roadrunners the last couple of years were not great, I think he's still in good hands being in Tucson. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have Jay Verde like in the last couple of years um this time around and it's gonna be steve pop fan you know is the main the main man behind the bench but but you know i in i've i've told you my criticisms about him i still think he's a good coach i still think he's a good guy but i still have a lot of you know other thoughts sure but what i'm saying is he's still in the soda shum is still in good hands being down in tucson yeah, uh, I mean, the the Tucson Roadrunners are about to enter their first season under a new head coach. That leads to plenty of questions. Like you said, they have not been great this past couple seasons, but it does really seem like Bill Armstrong and the Coyotes organization, they're putting their weight behind him. They're, they didn't make a change when it came to a head coach. Like that, to me, kind of speaks that with them being like, hey, we're confident with you having uh, – arguably our best defensive prospect still um Mm -hmm. and yeah that that is definitely a position that is going to be very important in the coming year where we're looking at you know potentially jacob chikrin and shane gossis bear being traded at some point absolutely and i think it's going to be an important thing not only that but you know um, just to make sure he is developed to what the Coyotes want him to see. And it's a good thing that, you know, John Ferguson Jr. in his second year as assistant GM is going to be able to pay attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is definitely one of those things where we're, he does have some competition. I know we discussed this. I would not be too surprised if Yanis Mosier doesn't start the season with the Red mm. Runners just because he doesn't have to clear waivers. Nah. Which and he impressed last year, like yeah. he really looked good with the Coyotes last year. He's in a, a promo video that the Coyotes put out uh, today as we're recording it. So, yeah, he definitely like stood out. But like just from the contracts that they have, you're like, who's gonna go? Like, who are the Coyotes gonna get rid of now? And then when you know, Chikrin and Gossespierre go like what at the trade deadline maybe maybe earlier for chikrin like who's gonna fill that spot after like you know it's not guaranteed to be soderstrom but i think he has a pretty good shot 
Speaking of which, you know, the issue, the uh, saga of Chikrin, I think, is interesting given the fact that, you know, um, there are articles going out being like, has Chikrin played his last game as a coyote? And like, and the talk has increased exponentially in just like the last week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is always fun. Uh, who knows if that talk is, you know, translating to actual things being moved. Uh, I do think people are starting to notice the fact that Jacob Chikrin does sustain a, a fair amount of injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe best to get the, that deal done right away. Um, I know there was a story too that said that he that uh the Coyotes rejected a trade offer. I think it was from Edmonton. Obviously, don't quote me on that. And don't even quote me the fact that they did it because I think it's just like talk. But yeah, it, and I mean, I I can I don't think there's a a rush to trade Jacob Chikrin. I don't think there should be a rush to trade Jacob Chikrin. Uh, I said the thing about his injury history, and it is. You know, definitely something where I would rather it be he be traded before he's hurt again, but I'd rather he not get hurt again at all. Although I believe he is currently out like day to day with something. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. He's still injured, which is interesting because he had a more minor injury than Clayton Keller did, and Clayton Keller is on track. Yeah, but I feel like Clayton Keller's injury was like just like horrifying in the moment, but for a doctor they're just like, "Oh, we know exactly how to fix that." Like cuz he was able to like just kind of get up and like walk right away. Mm-hmm. Like he has constantly been like one of those people who, you know, you're surprised at where he's at. Uh Jacob Chikrin has like histories of like knee injuries where you're just like, "Ah, oh, it's a whole lot of I don't know and scary. Um I did still I did see this uh, a couple hours ago. Uh just caused me to think about it. Nick Schmaltz, Ben McCartney, and Cam Deneen are all listed as day to day with lower body injuries. Uh the Coyotes are gonna be playing a preseason game today in Vegas. So that is definitely something to keep in mind. Injuries are already starting to pile up for the Coyotes. Yeah, but I think, you know, there shouldn't be much surprise to that, unfortunately, given the circumstances for the Coyotes and other situations that they've that they're kind of been put in. Um, plus, again, this is another tank year. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also just, like, a pretty physical game against the Anaheim Ducks. I can see, like, yeah. you know. And that list, Nick Schmaltz, Ben McCartney, uh, Cam Deneen, you, you definitely don't want Schmaltz playing injured to start the, the season. That sounds bad. Uh, same with McCartney. You want to make sure that his you know development goes. Uh, you know, Deneen, I think, is less on the importance, but you don't want a player to like get substantially hurt during a preseason game. No one wants that, which is... I mean, kind of potentially rich considering the last episode we just had where we talked about a fight at a preseason game, but I, I stand by that. You don't want to see injury at any point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, especially when you're hoping a lot of these guys are, uh, you know, 
part of helping make sure this team rebuilds on the track that they that you want this team to rebuild on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, say what you want, like Ben McCartney and Nick Schmaltz are are two players who could potentially play very significant parts of the rebuild. Absolutely, and um, and we'll see what role that uh, that Soderstrom fits into it because yeah. you know obviously they still have some plan for him, right? But I mean the the fact that the Coyotes got like one first round defenseman um, in in Maverick uh, Lemaru, mm-hmm. like that that to me kind of like says like. Yeah, they still have faith in Soderstrom to some extent. Like, I think they potentially would have drafted differently if they knew that they were like didn't have Chikrin and they didn't have any faith in Soderstrom. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Although I think they still should have gotten more in the anyways because yeah, you know, they don't have a very strong defensive farm, but. Yeah, I, I would I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, but you know, I also maybe would have taken like some you know chances on like a riskier player, like a high reward, high risk you know defenseman. Uh, you know, maybe one who's smaller. Uh, but that was not going to happen at the, at that draft where the Coyotes could only draft one small guy. That's absolutely true. Um... Any final thoughts you want to share about today's episode? Anything we discussed today? Anything that we did not touch on that you kind of want to mention briefly? I just want to say that today's episode, at the end of the day, it's all about the future. And the Coyotes, you know, are doing the right things on paper. We 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 need to wait to see if, you know, they're the actual right moves. But you're looking at everything, and you should be excited for, you know, a couple years down the line. and no, we're not going to necessarily know who was involved in it, but we're going to know that something good happened with uh, with all the Coyotes prospects. Absolutely. Anyways, though, that is going to be it for today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes, on Instagram at Locked on Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock at FH. Interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!